Good morning, greetings. This is E.I. Wolf Lola, and we at Queen Mother for Real Media is proud to present Mr. Kenneth R. Jones hosting our show, Black Urban America. And Kenneth R. Jones is a social worker, dedicated social worker, and committed community and mental health worker. Thank you for your time and energy, Mr. Jones. Your show is now on air. Good morning, Black Urban America. This new talk show brought by Queen Mother for Real Media. Like I was, my name is Kenneth Jones. For the next 60 minutes, I will be your host. And on this show, it's going to be a little different from other talk shows that you heard before. Uh, but first question, the first thing is first, why? Why do I want to do this? Um, before I answer that, I want to go into a little depth, uh, talk about myself or why I am qualified to do this. Uh, like Darlene said, that for the last 40 years that I've been involved in different community activities as a therapist, social worker, football coach, caseworker, and a college instructor. Since 1979, I've been fighting for causes. And now I hope that I could take uh, take, uh, the issues in a broader audience. So what is this show all about? Uh, You know, in the past and currently, there are many shows that uh, talk about different community issues. Uh, we discuss why we have these issues, what are the causes, what are the reasons. We come from historical factors, we come from psychological factors, we come from sociological factors, Afrocentric factors, eocentric factors, uh, all kinds of reasons why. We have these problems in black urban America. But there's something that we don't do. We don't explore solutions for the problems. We don't follow up on solutions to the problems. Yes, we talk, we all know the causes. We all know the reasons. But what are the solutions? And, 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 you know, many people have different solutions. Many people have different ways of solving problems. And that's what this show is going to focus on. I'm going to bring on guests week after week or Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock on Queen Mother for Real Media, Black Urban America. And these guests are going to. We're going to discuss different topics ranging from health, uh, relationships, involvement of black men, black uh, young males, violence, gangs, the educational system, how to affect black young brothers, 
we're going to focus on the solutions, the different solutions that people are trying to do to address these problems or other people around the nation, around Black Urban America, Dot or network, network and try to start similar programs that are effective all over Black Urban America. Now, why Black Urban America? Why not Black Suburban America? We are multicultural people. We're not monolithic. You know, we have uh, Black folks in suburban areas. We have Black folks in rural areas. We have Black folks in multicultural areas. Well, like I said, the last 40 years, I've been dealing with urban areas, Brooklyn, Newark, Harlem, the Bronx, Philadelphia. Uh, So my specialty is urban America. Um... Today's guest, today's guest is going to be a very special uh, person to my heart who has uh, been uh, in the fight um, for the last 25 years. Uh, He's also uh, a social worker, a supervisor youth program. I believe he's in Harlem on the South Bronx. I believe he's in Harlem. His name is Mr. Ty King Robinson. He will be on in a few minutes. And uh, as soon as I get the cue from uh, Darlene, we'll go right to uh, to, to uh, the interview uh, with him. Now, uh, what today's show is going to be about? Okay, today's show is going to be very, very interesting to the audience. Uh, Actually, um It's going to be very interesting to the audience. We're going to be discussing the interaction between the black man and the black woman. What is the interaction between the black man and the black woman today? Is it positive? Is it negative? Do sisters have respect for the brothers today? You know, for the last few days, I read like about 50 different articles on these issues. There's a lot of articles on these issues. Most of them negative. In fact, I had out of 50 articles, I have not read not one positive article about positive interaction among black men and black women in black urban America. I don't give you a story. Uh, in one of in one of my chats, uh, I used to do home visits. I used to go to uh, people's homes and uh, provide uh, therapy. That's right. I used to do therapy, uh, and um, there was this uh, young lady with two teenage daughters, uh, one twelve, one fourteen, and uh, one of the sessions. Uh, the subject came up about their biological fathers. And the young lady just blurted it out and said, all black men are dogs. 
And I looked over the mother to see what her expression was, and she smiled, almost in a snicker. Now, is that the representation of the lost population thinking towards black men? In one article, uh, one sister uh, sister said that, um, that that we can't find positive black men. They're all in jail. Uh, uh, they're all on drugs or they're on the down low. I beg to dip all, or all those are fine. Fine. The final one factor is they all are taken. They're not left. Well, I beg to differ. I think that, uh, there are many positive black brothers still out there. Uh, also, I read another article. They said that when it comes to addressing community issues, they cannot rely on black men. I beg to differ to that. Black men have been in the forefront of fighting, fighting against social injustice against the black race for centuries. For centuries. And we all know who they are. From ancient time to modern time, black men have fought and died for our race. This is a, 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 just a responsible. Yes. You have a guest on, your guest is on. Okay. How my guest has arrived. Brother Takim, how are you? I'm I'm good, Brother Jones. How you doing? All right. I guess I was rambling on and whatnot. You know I could get into a topic, huh, Brother Takim? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I did. I didn't know the minutes. I didn't know the minutes had uh, surpassed me. Bye. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I would like to thank you for coming on the show. I know you're very you busy. Yes, uh, I told the audience a little bit about you, and but uh, tell the audience uh, uh, a little bit about yourself, Takin. Well, I mean, currently I'm still working, um, you know, with young people. Uh, I've been, you know, doing this this work, social work, I guess, for the last, I guess you could say, for over 15 years. But I think I've been involved in working with our young people, that probably goes over 20, 25 years. Um, you know, I'm a person that, that's been committed and dedicated to the, um, you know, the, the upliftment, you know, of our people. And, and in particular, you know, I think it becomes the focus of our young people um, and seeing where they're at, you know, and me being a, a product of, you know, a single parent household, um, that's become far too common, you know, I think in this day and age, it's become more like tradition now. Um, so that, you know, I think in, in whatever venue I've been a part of, you know, I've kind of always kind of carried, you know, some of the different communities that I've come from and, you know, the work I've been looking to do, you know, as far as um, trying to, to um, you know, instill or, or provide some type of insight. And what we do, uh, you know, with our people, 
you know, with our children that, that are, you know, dying, you know, by the day, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, you and I have had very many talks about different topics ranging from history to uh, relationships uh, 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 to different problems affecting our communities. And uh, were you able, able to hear today's topic, even though I briefed you <laughs> uh, about today's topic, were you able to hear about uh, uh, some of the factors that I identified about uh, 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 the interaction among black men and black women in today's black urban America. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, can, can I, I say, uh, can I, I'm having a little technical problems hearing echoes. Again? Maybe somebody's on speaker. Oh, I'm not on no. speaker. No, I'm not on speaker. I'm not on okay. speaker. Oh, just I don't think I'm on speaker. Nope, I'm not on speaker. Hello? Okay. Yeah. Does it sound better now? Does it sound better yes. now? Yes. Oh, we could go on? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Where was I? Oh, sorry about that, audience. We just had a little engineering issue. Um, since this is a new show, there's still bugs that needs to be dressed. But each week, we get better and better with this new talk show. Again, this is Black Earth America, sponsored by Cream Mother for Real Media. And today's guest is Tom King Robinson, a worker from Harlem and the South Bronx. This man I know that is dedicated to fighting issues. So like I said, today's show is about interaction among black men and black women. And he worked with families, and he saw up front, he worked with youth, and he see up front how black men and black women uh, 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 interact with each other. Again, why you think, do you think, do you think that, uh, that um, there is uh, negative interaction among black men and black women in today's society? I, absolutely. I, I think we get reminded of that every day. I think you, you turn on the TV, you, um, any, in any reality show, it's, you know, and I'm not going to plug any of them, but you know, you, there's a ton of them out there that, and, and whether they're, uh, done by, you know, uh, the members are professional or otherwise, you know, the depiction is still, you know, very stereotypical and, and negative of, you know, not just black men, but black women as well. Um, so it, you it's think? all over. Well, 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 you know what? I, I'm going to go back in the day. Right, right before you was born, brother. I think I got a few years on you. I'm going to go back <laughs> in the day. Uh, 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 black women used to fear brothers. They didn't mind taking, you know, taking their arm, walking down the... 125th Street or Springfield Avenue or Broad Street in Philly. You know, black women used to, you know, they used to look up to black men in the church, the mosque, 
and different organizations. How did that change? What happened? Is it because, well, um, one article said that the reason why that black women don't look up to black men no more, I should say not look up to, I should say uh, 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 partnership with us anymore, is because that has surpassed us. They're making more than us. They're getting better employment than us. They're living better than us. In fact, one paragraph said they don't even need us to raise a family. Right. That's how independent they are. What do you say to that, my brother? Yeah, I mean, that that's, uh, I, you know, I mean, look, you, you've done this work for a long time, and I think you know the majority of the work is is, is um, women, and um, you know the range of discussions that I know personally I've had over the years. Um, a lot dealt with um, how uh, negative you know they look towards you know black men and the lack of trust. Uh, you know, but I, I think you know when, when you're going back a little bit in history, I think what becomes very monumental is to look at not just the, the women's liberation movement, um, but I think the civil rights movement in itself as well were two major driving forces that begin to drive a wedge between the union of, of, of you know, man and woman. And, and that's something, you know, I think to this very day that we're still struggling from, you know, as, as well as, you know, how we define ourselves. I think for a long time uh, for for black men, it was you defined yourself, I think, the way white men would define themselves. And that would be through, you know, whether you work or not, how much money you make, you know. Um, right, right, right. Uh, can you provide for your family? Right. You know. So that, you're saying due to the women's rights movement and the civil rights movement, are you saying it is by design that these movements drove a wedge between the inter the positive interaction between black men and black women in America? Are you saying this? That that's exactly what I'm saying. I think when you when you look at the civil rights movement, I think this is one that's been debated for a long time. Um as far as the, the impact that it's had uh, long term on you know our communities you know throughout the uh, the nation um mm -hmm. and a big part of it you know i think has been is that and you know you, you you'll get different takes on this but the struggle has been is that a lot of people we, we see progress um and then when we define progress progress is defined by uh some of us you know reaching that you know monetary success what have you when right, the masses right, right. are still struggling. Um, so when it comes, so I think when you come now, and I think if you, you know, if you look at it from a, you know, whether it's a, you know, a political standpoint or, or um, a systematic standpoint in the sense that um, when you're talking about quotas and, and, and things of that nature and how uh, a woman or a black woman represents two quotas now. Now she's a woman and she's also black. So that makes her more... Um, uh, feasible or, or, or more profitable, or uh, you know, right. to go towards her than to go towards him. And I think what mm -hmm. it's done is it's really driven like this wedge between you know the black family. Um, you know, that's been part of it. 
Brother Takim, you brought up something that's very important, the black family. Since this tension, this monumental tension between us and our ladies, do you think it has affected the black family structure? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, parents, you know, parents, the adults in the household, that's, they're the resources. They're, they're the emotional, not just the physical resources, but they're the emotional and psychological resources for our children. Mm-hmm. And if there's, you know, tension or conflict or, or um, debauchery, you know, between the two, then that's going to have a major impact on our young people. Um, you know, I mean, I can remember times, you know, um, and, and it used to break my heart, I think, when I would see, you know, single mothers um, walking with their young children, you know, and they could be in the train station, you know, any train station in New York City. And mm-hmm. the way some of these young women would speak to their, their children, it would be very aggressive. It would be very hateful. Um, and, it would, and it would be being spoken to like they were adults. Um, you know, so that that becomes something I think that it it, it it's, it's the planting of a seed, and when you plant right. that seed, you know, there's different types of nourishment that you can get. Now, there can be nourishment that that is going to cause you to be reckless and have lack of respect for self and anybody else that looks like you, have lack of respect for women that look like you know the mother who bore you, um, you know, and, and just in general, you know, you just have no regard. You know, you, you, you think purely as an individual. And I think a big part of it is that part of this, these campaigns, you know, um, as far as career, you know, careerism, I think that, you know, something the late, great Dr. Clark used to always say is that, you know, slavery didn't end, it evolved. And the development right. has been the, the consumption of, of us when it comes to these careers, these jobs, and how it takes up so much of our time. And that becomes the primary focus as opposed to family. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, we, we, we need to work, we need to um, be able to provide for ourselves and then our loved ones. Um, but there has to be a balance, and that balance has been lost. And I Let have me to ask question. you something. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. You know, in, my, in the intro, L, I said this show is going to focus on solutions. Mm-hmm. We're spending some time discussing some of the factors uh, of that is affecting our interaction. And, 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 and mind you, I didn't say relationships. I said interaction. Mm-hmm. And just by the way, a black man might walk past a sister and during lunch and say, good afternoon, and the black woman might think that, that like, um, the, the, the man will go great, cut her neck, neck from ear to ear. So uh, to turn her nose up against the guy, just saying good afternoon, because they like the only two black folks in the crowd. And we talk about right. professional people. So that's why I say interaction. I ain't, I didn't really want to go into relationship, because that's like a whole nother show, right. which we will be addressing in upcoming weeks. Solutions. So focus on solutions. How can we address the bitterness, the venom, that anger that is demonstrated by black women 
across urban America against black men. And 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 to even add to that, I would I would even say the, the disdain and disregard that black men have towards black women. So it, it's a yes, yeah. Oh, okay, well, hold up, hold up now, brother. Hold up, hold up now. Uh, you're saying that not only do black women have this negative view towards us, are you saying that black men also have some type of disdain or negative perception towards our women? That's what you're saying? Absolutely. Well, I just, okay, now, I I just want to focus on, like, one population towards another population, but let's take a minute to explore why are you saying that? Well, I I think um, you you, you walk through any so-called inner city of of, 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 um, the country, and you look at how uh, a lot of our brothers, you know, a uh, significant percentage of our brothers, you know, address women when they see them, you know, whether it's walking down the block, uh, you know, they're objectified, objectified, you know, uh, and only looked at as, you know, like sexual objects and, and things of that nature. Uh, property, you know, and I think that's something that goes back a little bit historically. You know, when it comes to our influence, and, and who influenced us, you know, as far as our understanding of what manhood meant, in, you know, in, in the Western Hemisphere, you know. But we've, you know, become, come to this place where we look at our women as being property um, and not look, looking at them as, as partners, per se. You know, and I think that even adds to the acrimony of the tension between man and woman you know, across this nation, you know, and it even spreads out, you know, across the planet, to be honest, because, uh, you know, America. So you're saying that women mm-hmm. do not like to be admired by us? Well, I, I think it, 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 admiration is one thing uh, for when you're. I mean, I had turned my head. I mean, like, I'm a heterosexual black man. I want to put it out there for the whole world to know, okay? <laughs> I had turned my head once or twice in my lifetime to admire a beautiful statuette black woman. Right. Something's wrong with doing that? Is that, is that considered sexual harassment? Well, I, I think that's a delicate issue in itself, you know, as far as it becomes to what extent do we go? Uh, you know, are we respectful to them? You know, mm-hmm. are we calling them out of their names? You know, okay. Um, you know, we've had cases. You know, there's you know cases that always happens where um, uh, a brother approaches you know a sister, whatever, and if she's not interested, you know, she becomes this, you know what, whatever. Um, you know, or there can be a, a man that's walking with a woman, whatever, and he sees somebody else that catches his eye. You know, All right. And he, creates a lot of attention and not only does he disrespect himself but he's disrespecting the woman that he's with as well as the, the one that he's admiring so it's all it's all in how you do it you know so um you know like the slogan would be growing up is you know it's not what you say you know it's how you say it it's not what you do it's how you do it uh, and you know we've lost sight of that as far as how we do things how we interact with each other you, you mentioned interactions you know earlier Right. That's a big part of our struggles as far as how we can have healthy interactions among each other. We've lost that. That circles. So you're saying that you're saying that 
One of the solutions could be is that we have to change our perceptions or how we interact with each other. Absolutely. And our interaction with each other has to be more healthy, not stereotypical, right. whistleblowing, the, the, the identifier of the body part of each other. Uh, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep it uh, uh, family oriented, so I'm not going <laughs> going to detail. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but before we get there, uh, I, I want to ask you another question that I almost forgot. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you feel you know you're a professional? You've been a professional for the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and we both work in a field that is dominated by women, right? More so than black women. Mm-hmm. So we get a chance to ask them questions, and we get a chance to hear their conversation and their views about children, bills, their men, their fathers, or whatever, their mothers. Mm-hmm. Do you, in 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 your communication with our sisters, with our professional sisters, I should say, no, with our sister in general, because sometimes we we interact with mothers from all different uh, 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 occupations level. Do you feel that uh, uh, black women that do we have anything to offer to them? Do they feel that we can uplift them emotionally, psychologically? I'm not going to talk about economically. We all we all know that black women are the uh, in the article that I read, black women doing very well, better than black men today economically. But let's look at it emotionally and psychologically. Do they feel that we can uplift them emotionally and psychologically? If not, in your view, how can we change their thinking? Again, I want to go back to changing the thinking of black women towards us and changing their thinking. And maybe, this maybe we could change our thinking towards them because. From this world article, they say one out of four black men in the United States of America is doing well. One out of four. I want to know what's up with the three. Right. And the three major categories, prison, the sexuality, and the substance abuse. One mm-hmm. out of four. What you mean? There's four brothers standing on the corner, waiting on the bus. One out of four is doing well, and the other three is going to some type of social service organization, or they're going to see their PO, they're going to see a counselor, or they're doing whatever. So, can they look at us for uplifting emotionally? 
I, you know, I think that's a that's a <laughs> that's a heavy question, and, and it's not an easy answer. Oh, this is a heavy show, brother. I'm gonna come with some heavy questions. Cause I'm a heavy brother. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go again I try not to be overconfident <laughs> well here's what I would say I think to that I think a big part of um, it's one thing to have a, a standard of expectation for um, for women to have towards men when men don't even have that standard of expectation for themselves uh, and I mm. think you know so a big part of it, you know, because it's it's you know it's like the you know some of the old sayings is that you know we're we're, we're roaches thinking we're rats, um, and you know when that sense of self has been lost and you've had the struggles as far as around that and how do you define yourself, and everything else has been stripped away. So the only thing that's left for you to use to define yourself becomes how much money you make or how you look, you know. And right. I think when we you know we go back. You know, we take this thing back to, and I think, you, you know, we never really escaped the plantation. And I think when you take it back to that, when it comes to men, men were only allowed to do two things. They were either allowed to fight, be mandingo fighters, or right. they became these, these uh, they were, you know, conditioned to uh, be these studs. And, and that seems to be something that we've, you know, never lost sight of, you know, whether, you know. It's right, like, because you know, if you look at our behaviors today, you know, uh, when we're stuck, I see these young boys, when they're stuck, if they can't get into college or they can't mm-hmm. get into a vocational uh, program or they can't get employment, the last resource is, is for them is military action. It's going into the military to fight for the, the American flag to be a patriot, and um, and also uh, uh, they their their value, their value to themselves is how many young ladies they had they have conquered in their young lives. Or if they have a child on the way, and, and I mean, I mean, like um, they're seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old. Right. Have a, I mean, and they don't have any clue uh, uh, what's on the horizon, or or, right. or, or, or uh, they don't have any clue of where they're going to go. And uh, you see them every day in the police van. Get locked up on the corners, whatever, because there's no direction, and uh, that's another issue for another show. I just didn't want to get off that. But you talk about defining yourself and whatnot, and 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 as the black man goes, is we and, we, and, and for a long time, how many women do we conquer? How many women's on our arms? How many phone numbers did we get? You know, now uh, they got the cell phone. They don't need a little black book no more. You right. know, um, uh, 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 they call it they call it today being a player. That's a big time term now. Being a player uh, uh, instead of being a professional. Grab another P. Instead of player, be a professional. Mm-hmm. Or whatever occupation you are, be a professional when you're dealing with your child. Be a professional when you're being a father. Be a professional when you're being a husband or a possible boyfriend. 
and 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 talk about one a key solution that I hadn't even thought of in addressing the negative interaction among black women, black men. First, we have to work on ourselves. We have to develop our thinking. We have to develop our perception, our views, the way we look at the world, the way we look at our children, the way we look at our women, the way we look at different issues in our communities. We had to, uh, first, you have to deal with self before you could deal with others. Like Malcolm said, before there could be any black on uh, white uh, unity, it had to be black on black unity. Well, let's put this uh, context. Before there could be positive action between black men and black women, first it had to be positive action among black men ourselves within the individuality of oneself. And we had to develop a positive mindset because if you're thinking positive and behaving positive, you're going to project that energy among others, among whoever you deal with in society. Very interesting point. First, we have to wake up, gentlemen. We have to work on ourselves. And before we could ask for respect from any other, we got to respect ourselves first. Right. Yeah, Brother Joaquin. Now, what else do you think we should do to tackle this problem? Very interesting. But I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to go off on a that This is your time, your moment to give your ideology and your uh, uh, um, concept on the issue and what have you. I just thought it was very interesting. I just want to break it down for the public in simplest terms. Sure. Yeah. So what other Huh? Yeah, no, no, sure. I, I think um you know a big part of it is that, you know, I'm I'm not advocating, you know, as far as separation, as far as um, you know, man from woman, anything like that. Um, you know, we gotta figure it out together. You know, but I right. think that, you know, a big part of what we're fighting and this is something that's twenty four seven is that it's psychological warfare, you know. And Ooh, psychological you, warfare been around for decades now. And but now it, it seems it, like it's, it's been winning too. It, well, it has been, you know, and I think it's now faster paced, paced now because of the, the technological age that we live in, you know, as far as you know, the internet and what have you. Um, and I think, you know, with that, it, it's, it's something I, I I've always said over the years is that. When you purchase an electronic device, whether that's a laptop, whether it's an iPad, whether it's a phone, everything comes with an instructional manual. Um, you right. know, so when, when it's something that's new to you and you're not familiar with it, this is what you can use to learn about that device. Well, the same thing that it happens when it comes to people, men, women, um, your instructional manual is your self-awareness, your sense of self you know, some type of um, uh, cultural awareness, identity uh, of who you are, what that means, you know, what your roles are, you know, for your culture, you know, for your community. Um, you know, and I think a big part of, of the struggle has been is that we've lost all those things. It, it becomes finding a way to kind of come back together um, and working as a collective as opposed to thinking that we're going to make it on our own because nobody makes it on their own. And I think even that so-called negative, you know, 
individual that you always saw that put you down and and you made it in spite of that. I said, well, I would always say that that person played a role in you obtaining the things you obtained because they pushed you to, to, to either prove them wrong or to want to do better for yourself. Um, so when we, you know, to me, I think when we, when we talk about solutions, I, I think, you know, there's not one one thing that, that you know, you, you have to utilize. I think it's a multitude of things. You know, I think of, you know, the starters, you know, I'm big on learning about who you are, where you come from. Right. Understanding your past. Right. You know, if you don't understand your past, then you don't deserve a future. Um, right. Mm. And that's, and that's right. something that we're struggling with. You know, I think to this day, we've become obsolete. Uh, Hold on for a second, Brother Taking. Um, um, uh, engineer, um, ready to start calls for the next five minutes. If there are people, if there's calls out there, I know last week there was people waiting for calls, but the show's are gone. Uh, oh, yeah, I just want to say, I like to apologize to the public, uh, people that were tuning in. I know people tuning in last week for my debut show and what have you. There, Like I said, there was bugs. It was my fault because I didn't do the voice thing on the day before and the show was, couldn't be registered and everything. I didn't know it was that important. But we're here now. This is the debut show. And I got a line up for the next five weeks. Next week, I got Fred Hassan on Powell. Week after that, I got Carter Sneed. On the 19th, I got this brother named Darren C. Wall. And the last following up in the order is Angelina Asante, August. So I got a lineup every Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, if you think I was playing about uh, having this show, you tuned in last week, and, and, and you said, oh, I'm not going to tune in. You missed the, if you didn't tune in this week, you missed the matter of fact, when we talk on one of the, um one of them days, uh one one of them shows I'm gonna talk about uh uh youth in America and gangs and the Tykeem is uh, uh especially and there's nothing to say I can have more than one guest and I can't have you know, have a this round table discussion, what have you. Uh if you're available I'd like to invite you back when on the on the Tuesday when I talk about youth in our communities. Sure. Yeah, just keep me posted. Uh, okay. All right. Um, uh, again, uh, uh, Darlene, if there are any calls, just let me say in my ear. You know, there's a call. If not, we'll keep on going for the next five minutes, and then I'm going to sum her up. Okay, Dar- uh, Darlene? Okay? I guess you I guess you didn't get the feedback. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, we only got about four minutes left. Uh, let's summarize, you know, uh, uh, Takimo. Again, how can, how can brothers redefine themselves? How can we redefine ourselves? I mean, we've been behaving a certain way for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. You know, how can we redefine ourselves so we get the respect from others, especially from our women? Well, I, I think we, I think for one, we have to make a concerted effort to, um, to you know, not only step away from those who have told us that um, this is who we are and this is how we have to be, whatever. And instead of looking for a, approval from others, we have to be satisfied with self-approval. Um, you know, that that becomes a big start. You know, and, I, and you know, I used to always liken it to. And not to compare us to animals, but I think when you look at a dog 
and the dog comes from the jackal, the wolf, right. and which is a wild animal. And that wild animal was domesticated into 300 different breeds of a dog species. Now, uh, that's what we. So we now we look at that same concept when it comes to our people. We've been domesticated uh, for quite some time, um, and we've lost total sight of, of of who we are, how we should conduct ourselves in reference to each other, in reference to others. You know, we, we've lost our sense of, of humanity, whatever. And when we're the mothers and fathers of humanity. Um, so there has to be a reclaiming, but, you know, and that's something that starts with self. But I think for starters is that, you know, you know, there was an old saying that said many would come but only a few are chosen. Most of us are waiting for us for people to choose us and we got to choose ourselves. So I think this is where, you know, uh, learning how to develop confidence um, in yourself, taking pride in yourself, you know, becomes the start because we're still How can one do that? You said taking pride in yourself. Now, I'm a guy, like I said, you know, I live in the hood. Okay, I live in what people call the hood. Okay, I have not moved out of the hood. Okay, and I walk down the avenue. And I see, I see some brothers look like they've been through some heavy, heavy battles. And sometimes when you go through these battles, you come out with scars. Right. And sometimes you, and sometimes you can be broken down because you've been white. You've been, you know, they talk about three or four tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. You've been through 10, 15 tours right here in America. Right. You know, so it, it, it wears you down, wears you down. These brothers are like, they are well down, almost defeated. Now, you talk about redefining. How can we start from the root element of changing that whole defeatist attitude to a positive attitude? That's, well, that's, you know, it, it's, it's a great it's a great point to make, whatever. And again, I, I, don't, I don't think there's one way you can go about doing it, but I think really for starters, it's the only way you can begin to appreciate yourself and, and, um, and what you bring to the table or learning what you can bring to the table is beginning to learn about who you are. You know, whether we're talking about from a historical standpoint, I think that's very significant. But I think learning Suppose about who you are. Suppose a person don't know how to do that. We talk about brothers that didn't graduate from. Right. We talk about brothers that probably, you know, got eighth grade education. Yeah. Right. I, I, I so talk about uh, addressing those brothers are redefining yourself. They don't even know what define means. You talk about right. that. Yo, brother, you need to redefine yourself. They don't even know what define means. Yeah. Right. Well, I talk well, about what, the root element. I talk about going to the root element, to the core. Right. You know how you're working now, you go through the core, I talk about right. the core. Right. Well, the inner being. Uh, right. How right. can we get an average brother to get in touch with that internal being to redefine himself so he can become productive? Or we got to write him off. Another segment of the black man population just got to write off, put another right. category, defeat. Right. 
Well, I look. I I, I think um, one of the main issues. One of oh, the main excuse issues me. That the, uh, yep. uh, yes, darling. Hello. You have another. You have a call on. Just wanted to let you. know. Uh, okay. So, look. Well, put the call in. Hello. Yeah, you have. This a is call Black in. Urban America. Yeah. Huh? Hello. This is Black Urban America. Yes. Yeah, well, so how, how, how you doing, doing brother? All right. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Um, huh? I'm, I'm calling in. Uh, call, calling in, just listening. Uh, of course, you know my name is Brother Matai. Calling out of Philadelphia today. Hey, what's uh, up, Brother Matai? How you feel, yeah, Philly? Yeah, yeah, yes. How you doing, brother? How's everything? How you doing? And all right, brother, all right. How y'all Thank doing you today? for listening to my debut show, brother. Matter of fact, I have about a couple guests from Philly. Uh, on in the in the upcoming weeks. I love yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, sir, I have a uh, I have a yeah, I have a blog talk radio program. I've I've been on VTR for some time and uh you know, uh you know, had the opportunity to put out some information. Uh some things dealing, you know, uh dealing with the current uh as well as the past. You know, um I participated a lot in the conscious community, uh with black organizations, of course like the Panther Party, the Nation of Islam. Uh, the Wabi uh-huh, Nation, uh-huh. the Moore Nation. I'm very familiar with the NOI. I'm very familiar yeah. with the nation. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm, yes. yes. And, uh, you know, uh, man, man, oh, man, I don't I don't know where to start, but uh, <laughs> what I will you know say what is what we well, talked about, right? And you know what the, uh, uh, Brother Takeen just came up about redefining the black man in order to get our women to respect us. You know what, brother? Oh, my God, brother. You know, you just been mentioning something that I've recently been covering a lot about uh, black women and also black men. I was talking Uh, about uh, the the, the feminist movement that was put together by the CIA that came out of the white woman and her man of what they call uh, a pedestal pedestal oppression. Uh, Women do have a natural natural, uh, feminine way about them. A lot of our sisters have always loved being feminine, but uh, but the strong, independent uh, uh, woman thing that you see going on, uh, there's nothing wrong. I've, I've said this on my on my show. I've said that I don't have no problem with a black woman making money and and becoming successful in the world. But to me, what disturbs me in in, in America, uh, particularly here, is how they have a culture of black women becoming successful without the black man. Uh, when I came up, it was my mom and my dad. You know what I mean? Uh, right, I addressed right. that. As there, right. there was no thing of who made the most money. We all put our monies and time and resources together. It wasn't no uh, uh, gender war, not like it. The mom is needed. Without the mother, there's no nation. Hmm. And gender what I try wars. to tell the sisters, right, what, what yeah. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. is, you know, and then, of course, some people, you know, I have... Um, you know, I, I I have some people that, you know, they try to, you know, point the finger at me for being negative because I say I personally believe a lot of black women, they allow the white man to get in their head. The only one that I can honestly say that don't is a lot of the sisters that came out of the 50s and the 60s, like my mama and I. And we still have those queens out here today, the black women that know what time it is in terms of nation building and in terms of us coming right. together as a people. Uh, there are some elders um, you know, that, uh, I mean, the best way I can say it is there's some elders that are worthy of respect. And right. then there are elders out here 
The best thing I'll do is I won't say anything to him. I'll keep walking. But let, let me ask you something. Do you yeah. have a question for our guest today? Do you have a question for our guest today? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Um, uh, now, what is the, today's topic? I see Black Earth in America, so I'm just getting an idea. The day's topic about is uh, the day's topic was uh, um, uh, 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 um, um, developing the interaction among Black women and Black men. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, the, the question I want to ask is, mm -hmm. oh, okay, yeah. all right, is, is it okay for me to ask the question? I'm sorry, yeah, I went, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I wasn't for certain, all I seen was urban America, so I went in other areas. Okay, you know, what, what is the best way, I mean, do you see uh, interaction, first, before I even ask about that, I want to ask about what the brother said earlier that I heard on the program, he was talking about black men uh, uh, and, and the hood. Um, ah, oh man, how can I say this? Oh, man, okay. Just say it, um, just say it. Yeah, 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 he said he saw the brothers, uh, uh, and they looked kind of beat up. And what I wanted to tell the brothers... Oh, I said that. that. What, I, I said that. I said that. Oh, that you was said my that. Statement. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that well... Was my little, that was my... Sometimes I, you know, I, I, I have concepts, and I have my own concepts and ideology, too, and, 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 and Brother Takin has said something, and I just expanded upon it. And you talk oh, about brother, defining brother, 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 oh, my goodness. Brother, you know, you, you, know you, you have never been truer, brother. That's something that a lot of the conscious and sometimes nationalistic community, they don't want to admit the economic shape, too. I want to mention that. That even mm -hmm. when you look at uh, uh, the economics, that's something that a lot of our people are putting away. And I'm not right. talking about ball, balling out of control, but when I came up, my mom and all of us, we was to even fundraisers. We put money together with other black people in the community to create food, uh, free lunch programs and other things. And I just think that uh, black folk, we need to start focusing uh, more on each other. And then also economic. Uh, uh, development should be also a question when they're talking about communication between black men and black women. I know a lot of people would say, well, that don't have nothing to do with it. And and what a lot of people are not talking about is that there's a lot of fathers leaving households because of not having the economic. So what I'm saying is even if we grow our own fruits or vegetables or something that can try to solitate the family, you know, it's just, you know, and what you was mentioning uh, earlier, I just kind of felt a lot of that, brother. Because um, I'm in Philadelphia and I see a lot of them. There's a, there's a lot of young men out there, young young and old, and they're begging and they're begging for change on the corner. They're begging right. on change for the corner, and this is every other corner that I turn, brother. I see this. I just wanted to add this to what you were saying. I know what the brother's saying about the interaction between black men and black women. I don't want to take it off that, but I, I'm just also uh, I feel that the economic situation uh, uh, of, of the core of, of many black communities, that's being taken off the table. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, economic, and, 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 and mm -hmm. especially you live in a capitalistic society, and when, you, and, right. and when you live in a capitalistic society, the main fundamental of capitalism is money. And, exactly. and if you cannot provide for your loved ones, Yes. You know, I, I mean, how can we even be able to look in the mirrors our own selves when we see other men providing for their yes. loved ones, but Come we on. cannot provide for? Come and on, how can we get Come respect on. from the woman if we get? Yes. Matter of fact, uh, 
I want, I, want to tell, I want to tell you a brief story, and then I'm going to have to let y'all lose, and then I got some to summarize the show. I just tell you a brief story by Minister Farrakhan. Uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, this is uh, the year before he was organized the Mean Man March. Right. And he right. told him he was on he was on WW he was on WBLS um, where they used to have the morning talk show before the church hour, right? And um, as uh, he came on, you know, uh, organizing the Me Man March, and he gave this story, and this story stuck with me all these years when I'm trying to make a point about uh, the black man role in the black family, you know, which it has uh, been reduced. Uh, 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 black men got on this unemployed, black women's employed and everything and what have you. And, uh, black man got a job interview, got a 12 year old son, 12 year old son go to mama and say, oh, okay, man, I want to go to the basketball practice and everything. Okay, son, here you go. Black man go, oh, honey, I need a couple of dollars for, you know, for the train. You know, uh, back then we had tokens for the tokens for a job interview. Oh boy, go get my pocketbook. Oh boy, go get my pocketbook. Them down. Huh? So that just a little story how our role in the black and, and, and our relationship has been reduced. That's a little story I want to tell. You know how how women have looked upon the black man. How 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 we have to start. Uh, uh, doing for self, how we got to upgrade ourselves. Hello? I just want to say, I just want to say one thing. I want to thank Tom King Robinson. I want to thank for the call. And uh, I just want to say this. I am because we are, and we are because I am. I'm out. Goodbye, Black Urban America. You have been listening Black Urban America. I Wolf Alola, aka Darlene Dawson, signing off and urging you to look forward to next week's discussion. And please call in with concerns and questions at the half hour mark. I say, and good morning, and have a great day.